This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hello, world. Welcome to the Mile High Five podcast. I'm Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. And we have a special guest today who I know. Tell us who you are and what you do. Did you say you know me? <laughs> I think I know you. Do I really know you, though? Do I even know myself? My name is Mindy Jensen. I've been married to Carl for 21 years, but, you know, we're just getting to know each other, apparently. Um, I am the host of the Bigger Pockets Money podcast, and I am Mrs. 1500 on his website, which he refers to me every once in a while uh, as the, what, the uh, thermostat nemesis? Yeah, something like that. Yes. So anyway, I am definitely his better half. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thanks for joining us in the studio. It's been uh, it's been a few weeks. It's It's been a minute. Thank you for having me. I love joining you guys in this uh, studio. You got it. it. Cool. So today we are going to talk about questions we received from our Facebook group. We appreciate everyone who submitted this. We will put a link to the Facebook group in the show notes in case anyone would like to comment on these or ask us new questions. Today we're going to be discussing mortgage rates, whether it's a good time to buy a house, what I would have done differently on my journey to FI, and what to do if you live in a high cost of living city. But before we get to that, I've got to tread real carefully here, Doug, because we actually have a, a sponsor, and we'll get to that in a moment, but they have a pumpkin spice promotion. So I don't want to throw them under the under the squash too much, but I, I got to tell you, Doug, I, I really hate pumpkin spice. I don't like pumpkin-flavored stuff, and I, I went into King Supers yesterday. That's our local grocery chain, and they had like pumpkin spice, like uh like some kind of golden graham cinnamon toast crunch cereal. They had pumpkin spice, like everything, beer. They've got a whole section for that. And I just want to throw up and run out of the store. How, what is your view on pumpkin spice, Doug? I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. So over here, if you're watching the video, over here is the pro pumpkin spice section. And over there is the wrong about pumpkin spice section. Yeah. What, do you like pumpkin pies generally? No, no. he doesn't. He's okay. a horrible person when it comes to Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. And what, do you have any, you just have an aversion to the actual flavor or is it like the cultural, like the life, lifestyle that's involved with pumpkin spice? <laughs> well, at first it was the flavor, but it seems to take over the world. Like September comes and the whole world comes to a halt, like Starbucks, they've got it there and I can't escape it. Like pretty soon it's going to be all consuming. We won't be able to do anything without hearing about pumpkin spice. Uh, uh yeah. Only until Christmas when gingerbread lattes come out. Even our sponsor, they have a pumpkin spice lube, which I guess is going to be great for you two, uh, seeing that you're fans of this. But <laughs> Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's, whoa, you need to back that up a little bit. It's not what it sounds like. It's a legitimate. <laughs> no, you said that'll be great for you two. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That did not come out right. Yeah. Our, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apologies to Doug's wife. It is not going to be great for us to. Our, our sponsor is a medical <laughs> device, so it is not what you think. Get your minds out of the gutters, yeah. Mile High Five listeners. We don't stoop to those levels. Yeah. Most Personal of the time. massagers are medical devices. Your skin looks really nice, though, Mindy. I have to tell you, it's, it's like moisturized and shiny. I just took a shower. Yeah. So, so anyway. How do you uh, pull out of that? Yeah. 
Oh my God. God, that leads into our sponsor too. And Doug, I have to ask you a question. We're going to lead okay. into our sponsor. And this Can came I leave? from. You, no, this is great. This is going to be the best episode ever. Mindy and I are of the age when we have to go for our first colonoscopy. And we're actually five years late. Yeah, uh, we are late. PSA, you should be getting a colonoscopy starting at age 45. And I was curious to see what these things cost. And fortunately, our insurance covers it 100%. But if you, if you have to pay for it yourself, it's like a $5,000 procedure. Doug, have you had one yet? I haven't, but I am uh, right on the cusp. I'm almost 45 and... Really? I've been thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 44 now. So yeah, I, uh, pretty soon I will be, I'll be, you know, looking for a solution. We have just the solution for you. We have, uh, I started researching how we could do this for a little bit cheaper and there is actually a DIY colonoscopy solution and they have agreed to send us a sample. So it hasn't showed up yet. The, the device hasn't showed up yet, but Doug, maybe in the next couple of weeks, um, we could give it a test drive, and I'm already going in for a professional one, so we'll we'll use it on you. Okay. That I'm busy good. that day. I'm not able to help. <laughs> okay. Take it away, Mindy. Introducing ASS, the DIY home colonoscopy kit that's sweeping the nation. It's the at-home sphincterscope, or ASS for short. ASS is a device that allows for colonoscopies from the comfort of your own home. Just follow these easy steps. One. Recruit a friend, partner, neighbor, or one of your kids to operate the ASS. Two, drink at least one gallon of Super Colon Flow, sold separately. Three, evacuate your bowels. For Mile Hi-Fi listeners, ASS is offering an extra gallon of Super Colon Flow free and two tubes of lube. Order before Halloween and ASS will include a tube of pumpkin spice lube. Go to milehifi.com slash ASS to get a 10% discount on ASS today. Not available in Florida, Utah, or Puerto Rico. The ASS Corporation and its affiliates are not responsible for side effects, including but not limited to infection, coughing, rashes, pink eye, breathing trouble, dizziness, headaches, anal discomfort, loss of taste, loss of smell, loss of hearing, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, hair loss, hair gain. The ASS Corporation reminds you to see your doctor for any erection lasting longer than four hours. The ASS Corporation strongly encourages you to wash your hands after use. Okay, so let's get into the show. We have four questions today. And again, these are all from the Facebook group. The first one was was very brief, and it said, should I wait to buy a house? No. Oh, sorry. Why not? Uh, because, whew, okay, this is a really, really kind of long answer, so sorry in advance. But should you wait to buy a house? If you are in the housing market, right, or if you're in the market to buy a house right now, now's a great time to be looking because there are so many people, just like our questioner here, who says, oh, should I, should I not? Maybe I should wait. Rates are high right now, which kind of stinks, which has put a damper on the housing market. There's also a shortage of houses because all of us who bought a house in the last few years have obscenely low interest rates. We're not looking to sell. So there's a shortage of houses. There's also a shortage of buyers right now. The Fed keeps hinting that they're going to raise rates more, but they also keep hinting that they might lower them eventually. When that starts to happen, buyers are going to come out in droves again. So right now you've got very few people that you're competing with. And when you go to make an offer on a house, you might be one of one or two offers on that property. 
as opposed to last year when you were one of 12, one of 15. People were, uh, quote, overpaying for a property, but they were doing anything they could to get into a house in those low interest rates. Once you own the property, when it come, when interest rates come down, you can refinance. When you're refinancing, you are literally the only person in that transaction. So right now you get into the housing market when competition is low, and then you can refinance when rates come back down. The end. Doug, any follow-up to what Mindy said? I have a couple of thoughts myself. But... I agree. <laughs> you have to agree. I'm right. And and I'll add a little bit more. I would say, think about it from a lifestyle standpoint and what make you happier? Will you enjoy your day? Will you enjoy like living in the house versus maybe you're in a, a worse situation, like in a, an apartment where it's a little noisy. Maybe you have a family pets or something like that, and you could use the extra space perhaps. So I would look at it in that way, in addition to like all the logical things that you mentioned, Mindy. Yeah. And again, I said, if you're in the market for a house, don't just go out and buy a house because everybody else is doing it. There's a very valid set of circumstances when renting is the better option. Yeah, Doug, I think that's a great point. Like many things in life, this doesn't just have to be a money decision. If having this thing would make you happier and improve your life, go for it. Screw the money. Uh, I have a couple other points. I think people are all caught up in how much rates have gone up recently. But if you look at historical data, I've got this chart from Fred in front of me, and we'll put a link to this in the show notes. Up until the year 2000, rates were pretty much higher than they were now from, I think this starts at 1971 to the year 2000, they were higher. Then the tech crash happened, then 9-11 happened, uh, the Great Recession happened, and rates stayed low, which brings me to my next point, And that is even if, so say rates are, I think rates are about 7% now, if they go back down to 3%, they're just not going to magically do that because the Fed wants to save us money. They're going to do that probably because some really bad thing happened. So in 2009, we had really low rates, but we also lost half of our portfolio because of a stock market crash. So there is no free ride in this. Rates might go down, but you're going to have to pay for it out of some other bucket. Nice. And I, I remember when I bought my first house, it was 2005. And I think the rates were six, 7%, something like that. So what, what was it on y'all's first place? 7%. Okay. 6.75. Okay. Around the same time or? Yeah, I think so. Okay. W what year did you say, Doug? Or? 2005. Okay. Mine was earlier. Mine was, uh, what would mine have been? Right around the year 2000. But still, I remember thinking at the time, wow, this 6.75 is a really great rate. Yeah. I thought I was a negotiating master with my 7% rate in 1996. <laughs> so this next one was directed towards me, and this one came from Patty. And she said, what changes would you make yesterday? So I think she's asking me what I would have done differently in my FI journey. And then she also said, would you pull the trigger at a different time? So I'm going to go with the second one first. Uh, yes, I should have pulled the trigger earlier because I was sitting behind a desk and doing work I did not like. Anytime you're doing that, it's bad. Life is too short to waste your time on an activity that you don't enjoy, that doesn't bring you joy. Uh, and Maybe your job doesn't bring you joy, but it doesn't have to be miserable either, which is kind of what mine was at the end. It was just boring and I was unmotivated to do the work. 
so the other question was, what changes would you have made? And uh, again, back to this emotion versus money thing, I was hell bent on just getting to this dollar amount so I could retire and I didn't focus on my health. Uh, we bought this house to work on and did all these crazy things just to get to this number. And it worked. We got to the number even faster than we thought we would, like a year to be clear, but it wasn't worth it. I remember friends would come over and they'd be like, hey, we watched this show and we saw this movie and then we went on this bike ride. Like, what, what have you been doing? I'm like, well, I've been working on this stupid ass house and I haven't been doing any of those things you've been doing. And at the time, maybe I was a little judgmental, like, hey, man, you should uh, maybe do some work like this FI thing's pretty cool. But now I realize I should have been more like them. And I'm curious to hear what Mindy has to say. <laughs> She's looking at me with judgmental eyes, so I think I'm going to get up. <laughs> yeah, this might not be good. What would we have done differently if we knew then what we know now? I think uh, if they, if I knew then what I know, though, there were a couple of houses we wouldn't have bought. Um, I wouldn't have purchased something right at the top of 2006 waiting right before the crash um, that needed a ton of work. That Monona house, that was, that was uh, a rough one. Um, yeah. There was a, there were a lot of times that we didn't have just family time because we had stuff to do. We had work on the house to do. We had projects to do and, and we have a friend who has two small children and every morning they have breakfast with their kids and it, 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 in the front of their house, like the kids are running around playing and they're having coffee. And it's just, I we were taking a walk this morning and saw them. And I said to Carl, I really like their, uh, their schedule, their plan. I, I like that they do this every single day. And, you know, you can't get that time back with your kids. And that's something that, I wish we would have had more time when they were little because now they're teenagers and they're mean sometimes. Yeah. Now our, now we do have time to spend with our kids, but now our kids don't want to spend time with us. So it's the, uh, the cruel reality mm -hmm. of life. But I, I remember Doug, like as a, when I was working on the house, I'm like, I've got a solution. I'll try to get my kids involved in construction, like teach them how to use the hammer and stuff like that. And it turns out they had no interest in any of that. <laughs> Well, it makes me think of uh, a friend of mine named DJ. Actually, caught up with him when I was in Atlanta, and he left his job in June. And they haven't hit Phi yet, but they've been investing in real estate a little bit. They bought a couple businesses. Um, my friend's wife is a is a vet, so they bought like a mobile vet um, bus or something like that, so she could travel around and you know server customers that way. The cool thing is he realized that his kids wouldn't want to hang out with him when they're like 13. So he has a 10 year old. So he quit his job, went on a road trip for like over a month, went to Yellowstone, came out West, blah, blah, blah. So he had this time realizing he only has a couple summers where his oldest will want to actually hang out with him. So he like quit the job before he was quote ready. So maybe people are learning from like our mistakes. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Way to rub it in, Doug. Do you have any other comments about our, our situation, Doug? So I have a, a question. So you, you mentioned that you would have pulled the tr trigger sooner, right? So you would have quit working sooner. You've mentioned before that you went down to three days for a little while to kind of gradually 
get into it. Maybe you had one more year syndrome, something like that. What specifically would you have done different three days sooner? Would you have quit completely then? Any, any thoughts? Yeah, that, that's a good question. The job paid well, so I had the golden handcuffs, but I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, it was silly to stay there for the money. I probably should have quit years earlier and just found a job that I would have enjoyed. And maybe that would have made the whole five thing moot, especially if I could have gone part-time. Like part-time is a glorious solution, I think, especially as a way to transition. But yeah, Doug, that's a good question. All the above, but uh, like I made my five goal and then I didn't quit for another year after that. And how silly was that? I mean, uh, I had a conversation with uh, with someone this past weekend. It was actually one of the band members from the band I hired. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I saved way too much money, which was might not have been the best idea. I stayed at a job I didn't like, but you're here because I did that. So there are some benefits, but I should have left earlier. Like it's easy to look back in retrospect and um, think about these things or see what you would have done differently. But if anyone else is listening, if you're not super stoked on your job and you're almost there, leave. Don't, um, don't overstay your job. Golly, it's too bad you didn't have a wife encouraging you to quit sooner. <laughs> What, what was your approach? How did, how did it how did it go? Quit your job. <laughs> you hate it. Quit your job. I have a job now. Quit your job. And then what what was your response? I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll think about it and blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah, there was a year that we were both working, and I. This is coming from a place of huge privilege, and I totally acknowledge that. But we had started with me being a stay at home mom. Because my career before, my current career was like paid nothing. And it was very easy for me to leave. Plus, I wanted to stay home with my children, which is no judgment on anybody else who wants to work while they have kids. I just didn't. So I stayed home and I did all of that stuff. I took care of the kids and I made dinner and I did the laundry and, you know, the house stuff. Although I did not shovel snow because somebody didn't want to buy a snowblower because shoveling snow is such good exercise. I'm like, then that's your job. <laughs> Uh, and the lawnmower, he did the lawn too. But anyway, um, so when I got a job, we had to kind of figure that out and like split that up. I'm a much better cook. I prefer to do the laundry. The kids were so used to coming to me mm -hmm. that they didn't go to him. And then after about a year, I was like, one of us has to quit their job because this is not working. The two of us having jo full-time jobs doesn't work. And I call dibs on the job, so you have to quit. And then he finally quit. And then what happened two weeks after you quit your job? Um, the I, whole project got canceled. Oh, yeah, but it sort of did, but then it sort of didn't. Oh, you never told me that? Yeah, I think my coworkers might still be working there, actually. I just heard oh. about it this week. I oh, really? I told you. Yeah. Wow, why don't you tell me things? You just hide things from me all the time. Uh, no, you didn't ask. <laughs> I hide nothing. I didn't ask. How, I got told the project got canceled like seven years ago. You, you have to be nice or else our sponsor isn't going to send us the pumpkin spice lube that they promised. You know what? That's okay. <laughs> I, th I thought it was um, like syrup. And I put it in my coffee, and it was uh, quite a surprise. <laughs> was, yeah, you might have a uh, eight hours from now, or maybe even less, four hours, four hours from now, you might uh, be spending some time in the bathroom. Coffee combined with lube, like, I don't know. Yeah. Too, too much nutmeg. Too much nutmeg. <laughs> a Moving <hot>. on. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, I would like Doug to answer this one first. And this one comes from our friend, 
Lori, and I think this is the Lori we met at Camp Fi. If it is, hi, Lori. If not, uh, hi, new Lori, who we haven't met yet. And the question is, what are you frugal with on a daily basis? Yeah, this is a, it's a tough one for me because I don't identify as frugal specifically. But then when I think about it, there's a lot of things that I've internalized. So we cook almost every meal at home. We eat out a little bit, but not very often. Even on vacation, we'll typically like do what we can to eat at the Airbnb or if we're in a hotel, like even, you know, bring bring some stuff in a cooler and we're just kind of frugal with with food pretty often. To that point, I like to I like to cook a lot too, right? Um, but I'll often buy the meat that is ex- has to be sold that day, right? It's the cheaper meat. And, you know, I buy it only if it looks good, right? I don't want to get anything that's starting to like turn brown or oxidize or get weird. And I'll, uh, I'll cook it that day. So I'm not doing anything weird and eating like uh, bad rotten meat, <laughs> but, but I'll buy the discount meat. And on a, on a general basis, I am typically, Carl, you and I talk about it all the time. Like if I'm at Safeway or whatever, I will look for like cheaper groceries, like on a per ounce basis. So I am spending time trying to figure out how to save like 20 cents per pound or something. It's really meaningless, but I'm like, ah, if it's a better value, I'm going to get that. In fact, you were walking down here, Mindy, there's a fucking 25 pound or no, it's a 50 pound bag of <laughs> rice. Say, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot of rice. And, um, you're like, how, how fast do you eat that? Now I'm half Filipino. Like we always had rice around and we had a lot of rice, but I don't eat rice that often. So that's a, uh, it's like a couple of years supply. Do you want rice? Do you need some? I, d- I don't need any, but now I know where to go. Yeah. And until you, uh, right before you said that, I was like, oh yeah, he's Filipino. Duh. Yeah. They eat a lot more rice than your traditional American family will eat rice. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I tend to, you know. We go to Sam's or Costco. I tend to buy stuff in bulk. So groceries, other things like that, I will usually try to save save some money. Um, otherwise, oh, here, here's a, one more that I just thought of. Uh, I will often buy used clothes on eBay. So I'll find something that I like. So I have these uh, Patagonia, Capeline. Um, it's like a you know dry fit kind of thing. You guys know what I'm talking about? No. No? Okay. I don't have Patagonia clothing. Okay. Well, I found this uh, a few few years ago, and I was like, I like it. The size is good. So I will just search for stuff on eBay, and instead of paying whatever, 80 or or $100 for like a shirt, it's like 15 or 20 bucks because someone bought it. It doesn't fit, whatever. They're just trying to get it out of their closet. Little Little tip here, find it save it and watch that item. And then you'll get an offer most likely from the seller that says, Hey, I'll give you a 15 or 20% discount or whatever. So you just find like a bunch of them, you watch them and you'll get an offer in a couple of days. Have you done that before? No, I have not. Great tip. Yeah. So it's only like 15 or 20 bucks. So you don't save like a huge amount, but it's a couple dollars pays for shipping. So I'm kind of cheap with clothing occasionally. Oh, Doug, I've got a 
Bone to pick with you. And I, I was actually going to save this for the next yeah, show, yeah. but yeah. We, we can't. We could, it could be a sneak peek. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We will save that for the next show. But yeah, I've got a bone to pick with Doug. And I have to apologize for my wife because I had a big note right here on the outline that she was going to a- answer this question first. <laughs> But to, to continue on with my rudeness, and then we'll get to Mindy. I have a question for you both. When does pumpkin spice season officially end? Next August. <laughs> it goes all the way around. It's yeah. going too soon. It's like Christmas crap in Costco already. When, I hey, Christmas has been here since like June. So I have a question for Doug. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait. Oh. Uh, this is going to be a tip for the audience. Oh, okay. Like Pumpkin spice season must end, right? Yeah, I think when they I run out of syrup, uh, like January or so, okay. and then they they move into like peppermint season. Okay, so I, I was know. gonna say like wait till pumpkin spice season ends, and all the pumpkin spice, the pies, the cereal, the lubes, it's all gonna be on the clearance rack. So, and with all the chemicals, it probably lasts forever. So, frugal tip for the audience: if you're into that nastiness, just wait another couple months, and it'll be on the discount rack. Okay, but, that seems like a frugal tip, but it's actually not a frugal tip because everybody loves pumpkin spice so much that they will buy all this stuff up and it doesn't even make it to the clearance rack. <laughs> okay, you had a question for Doug, a follow-up for Doug. I do. So, Doug, you said that you will cook in the hotel. Do you do what, like hot dogs in the coffee pot? How do you cook in the hotel room? <laughs> you just boil them in the coffee pot. We have, so you Can have to be creative. Imagine being the person making coffee the next time. <laughs> it's so what beefy. is my coffee? T- yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. It's like uh, you have flashbacks. You know, the rollers we, we talk about at the gas station. <laughs> yes. They have a lot of, st- they have a lot of different flavors too. You know, yeah. pumpkin spice, so, hot dogs. So- um, we have, depending on how long we have, um, we brought and like an electric kettle, right? So you're not supposed to have those in there. So you can like have soup in a cup or some sort of um, dry, freezed uh, camp meal, that th- sort of thing. But often it's it's not really cooking. It's just like we'll bring chicken salad or something like that. And then we have a refrigerator in there. Ah. So we're eating something cold. Typically it's not like day in and day out. It's like we can we can make it one night or so. You say this like you're doing some groundbreaking culinary experiments in the hotel. I'm like that's what we do too. We bring the little oatmeal packets mm-hmm. and bowls so the girls can have oatmeal. That's for when we stay at a hotel that doesn't have a breakfast buffet. And then, you know, bananas and turkey and I would like a primer on how to adjust the uh settings inside the refrigerator because I've, either everything in there is hot or everything is frozen. frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. Okay, Carl, now ask me this question. What are you frugal with? Everything. Everything? How can you be frugal with everything? Haven't you met me? I. I what do I spend money on? Clothes. At the thrift store? That doesn't even count. Costco. I guess For that's pretty food, frugal. That doesn't too, count. Right? Like buying food, you have to eat food. You can't just not have food. Well, I was talking about clothes, clothes at Costco, but I guess that's pretty cheap too. You're not paying. I took them back. So I went to Mr. I go to Costco and always come back with with another t-shirt because I ruined the last one because I wore it and then did some home improvements and I went like this and got crap all over my shirt. Comes back with another three pack of t-shirts every time. I go to Costco, find the cutest skirt ever. And he's like, oh, you have a lot of clothes, don't you? 
Mm-hmm. So I took it back. Whoa, that's uh That's uh, pretty ballsy coming from somebody who doesn't have a job, right? Is that yeah. what you were going to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it should be like, oh, that looks, that looks wonderful. Have you lost weight? Stuff like that. Maybe I, you could give him a primer on, on how to talk to your wife. I guess I need a life coach. I think it was the pumpkin spice skirt, though. And, you know, it was like <laughs> orange and it had that scent to it. And, I don't know, scratch and sniff. <laughs> Ew. So you say everything, but do you have any specific things like that we haven't covered? Maybe a category that could be surprising for people to hear about? Um, so to everything with an asterisk, like my parents are hyper-focused on saving a penny on a gallon of gas. And they will drive a hundred miles out of their way to save that penny. And when I need gas, I just, what's the closest one? If there's two gas stations at the corner what's they're the same price i'll go to the one that's easiest to get into or if one's different then i'll go to the cheaper one but for the most part i don't try to save money on gas because there's really no point you need it when you need it you can't stock up on it um it it is what it is it costs what it costs and people get all mad about it and whatever but when i go to the grocery store all the things you were saying i'm like "Uh uh-huh that's normal that's what you do right that's not being frugal that's being normal um and with, like the girls will come with me to the grocery store. They're, they run off and bring things back. I'm like, hold on a second. I need to see how much that costs. And if there's a cheaper alternative right next to it, um, which they don't look at. And clothes, I shop at a thrift store because I like all of the different things you can find at a thrift store. I, I Used clothes, I don't care. I don't buy underpants there. That's gross. But, you know, otherwise. Yeah. Um utilities like we keep our house at we have a uh, and this is more carl than me but we have a whole house fan so in the mornings he turns that on instead of running the air conditioner it cools the house we have a lot of insulation in the house so then we the house is cool we close up the windows we're not turning our air conditioner on until like two o'clock even though it's what is it going to be today a thousand degrees i think that warm yeah Mm. very very hot yeah i'm trying to think of something that i spend money on I I make my coffee at home because I found beans that I like. I don't want to go and experiment. And some people say that they like to experiment and find new coffee beans. I don't want to buy a pound of coffee and hate it. And then I have to choke it down for the whole pound of coffee. Can't even, I guess I could take it to the HQ, dump it off on somebody else. (laughs) But I really like the coffee that I like. So I don't want to experiment with that. Yeah, I already threw out the pumpkin spice coffee that you bought. It's at the HQ now. But uh, okay, so I, I've got one, and I'm guilty of this too. But you just bought a new MacBook Pro, and I think that was like twenty five hundred dollars. I didn't buy that. You bought that. Well, but you wanted it. So yes, but you bought it. You could have bought a Chromebook for like three hundred dollars or something like that. So what would you? How would you respond to that? We had a Chromebook, and it was it, like you couldn't save anything on it. I need to save stuff. Yeah. I mean, just to be clear, the point I was going to make is I have one too, and it's a great computer. And my last one lasted like for 10 years. So I don't mind paying a little bit more upfront for things that save you a lot of money over the long run. Like kind of like the solar panels. We we did that. It costs a lot of money upfront, but because I did it myself, it will save, they will save us money, the insulation in the house and some of the other things we do. Um, well, and it, that's a good point. I just got a new phone. I have a Pixel 7 now. I had a Pixel 3 for 
whenever it came out for that long. And I don't buy the new phone all the time. First of all, I don't want to learn how to use the new phone. I want the new phone to work to exactly like the old phone. I don't want this update shit, mm-hmm. but or stuff, sorry. Uh, but I, I don't need that new stuff. But then when I do buy it, I'm not buying, you know, somebody's old phone from five years ago. I don't want somebody else's problems. Mm-hmm. And you did get the budget pixel and it was, they were doing a promotion. You got the pumpkin spice pixel. So it's this I did. orange. Yeah. It's got a little jack-o'-lantern on the back and it was like a hundred bucks off. Cause, <laughs> Cause it was off season. Yeah. 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 It actually is <laughs> pumpkin spice colored. <laughs> what about you, Carl? So what are you frugal with? Yeah. Well, I have another frugal pro tip and this actually happened to me. It was like lunchtime and I had to go to Costco. So I was going to go to Costco and then like have lunch or something like that. But then... They had samples everywhere. And I don't believe in abusing that. Like, I'll get one sample of each. Unless it's something really, really exceptional. Then I'll go back and take my hat off so I look different or something or sneak my hand in there. But They always know, by the way. They they probably do. And I did have the talking to by the manager. But they let me keep my membership, which is great. (laughs) But anyway, you go to Costco at lunchtime and do a sample round. And often you're not hungry. You get like a taquito, like a little quarter of a cheeseburger. Maybe sometimes I'll have Gatorade there so you can wash it down with a drink. Uh, What's the best sample you've ever had at Costco, Mindy? The cheesecake. Oh, yeah. And pro tip, another Costco pro tip. If you go to Costco, like the day or week it opens, they just have epic samples. I think they had like a whole piece of cheesecake at the Fort Collins one. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was great. And like the turtle cheesecake. cheesecake. It was awesome. But really though, joking aside, uh, it's all the- hungry. Yeah, I know. It's all the simple stuff, like uh, like phone plans. If you're paying a hundred bucks for a phone plan and you're like an individual one, you're way overpaying because you can do that for way cheaper. Uh, our cars are pretty old and crappy. Like the thing we drive most of the time is a 2003 Honda Element. Part of the wheel wall just fell off when you were driving the other day and it started rubbing against the tire and making all kinds of noise. So, But I'm just going to get some construction adhesive and glue that sucker back up there and it'll be good to go. What's our other car? The 2010 minivan. Both these vehicles have over 200,000 miles on it. The air conditioning on, on that doesn't work anymore, so we try to avoid that. And, Doug, I tried to recharge that that doesn't work. No. The air conditioner doesn't new, work. A new car, though, right? We did. Uh, <laughs> we did buy a, a Bolt after it was like 32. After the tax credit, it's going to be 22, which is pretty good for a new car. Uh, I lost a bet with my kid. I guess I bet big with my kid. I should, should not have done that. Yeah, here's a pro tip. Speak to your wife before you make these bets with your kids. He's like, Claire, if you get a, what, a 1500 a 1250 on she, your... She had to get a top 10% on her SAT. Yeah, top 10% on your SAT, I'll buy you an electric vehicle. If you get a perfect score, I'll buy you a Tesla. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> excuse me. We don't even have a Tesla. I was driving around in a 1983 Vette when I was 16. Don't get excited. It was a Chevette, not a Corvette. <laughs> but I'm playing the long game, long game with that too, because if she gets really good grades, even a Tesla, if we had to buy that, it would have been 40 grand. But if she gets a perfect score, she's also going to school for free. So we would have saved money in the long run. That's true. But a 16-year-old does not need a brand new Tesla. Yeah. Well, I didn't really think she would get a perfect score. What is there, like three kids who do that every year? And uh, That's more than you think, and she's a smart kid. Okay. So, well, hey, Carl. It did not happen. Where is that new car right now? Um, it is being fixed. Why? <laughs> because someone hit our kid. 
It was just a fender bender. She's okay, right? Yeah, Yeah. it was a fender bender. But (laughs) she didn't even have her driver's license yet, and she's already been in a car accident. Yeah, not her fault. Not her fault. Yeah, he blew a stop sign. We didn't have a stop sign. So we're going through the intersection, as one does when there's no stop sign there. And he also went through the intersection, as one should not do when there is a stop sign right there. And funny enough, I was driving through that intersection yesterday. I almost got hit from somebody driving through, but I nailed the horn. And then they were like, what? Really? I don't know. Stop. Wow. That's crazy. But Fifth to- and Emory, be careful there. Yeah. I, I think it's a frugal question to summarize this, at least for me. I think the more interesting question is what would you spend money on? Because I think if you don't really care about stuff in life, and I probably sound like Ramit Sadie here, but if you don't really care much about stuff, just uh, go for the cheapest option. And I don't be cheap. Like I don't like being cheap or uh, doing things like that, but be frugal, I guess, like compare prices on beans and get a, get the cheap hotel room. But for us, one of the things I like to spend money on, for example, is I like a hotel room when we do go on a trip, like in a great walkable location. So if possible, we never have to get into a car. We don't have to drive five miles to go to the beach if that's our vacation, or we don't have to go to the city center on like, uh, we don't have to drive the car there or take a bus or something. We can just get out and walk. So that's something I am willing to spend money on because I care about that. But for most things, it doesn't matter. I, and I think the hard part about this is figuring out what you do really care about and what you don't, which is a, probably a lot bigger conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a really great, uh, what, mind, not mind game, thought. Experiment. Thank you, Doug. Thought experiment is what do I find value in? I really like good coffee, but I want a specific kind, so I'll make it at home. I don't really care about clothes all that much. I don't really care about my car all that much. So I drive these old garbagey cars and i'm fine with that and i don't drink a lot but when i do i want a good beer if i'm just going to drink like a cheap beer i'm not going to get any enjoyment out of it i'm going to be like taking little sips because i don't enjoy the flavor and what's the point and you know i might as well just have a glass of water so i do want to spend money on having a good beer when I'm drinking. I want to spend money on having a good type of alcohol when I'm drinking. Food, not so much. I like good food, but I, I'm not a foodie. I don't need to go to that restaurant that's going to cost $500 a meal. Um, so, th- so I don't go to that restaurant that costs $500 a meal. Uh, what was... I had a point. I forgot it. <laughs> You were talking about the thought experiments. Oh, yeah. Oh, with the travel. So when we were on Ramit's show, he was talking about travel. We were getting ready to go on a trip. We had talked to one of our neighbors who was going on a trip. And he said, our neighbor said, oh, we just get two rooms when we travel. They have two daughters. And I, my first thought was, what a waste. You could just get a room with two beds. And then I'm thinking back to all the times that we've traveled with our girls and one room and we sleep in one bed, which is always very tiny, and the girls sleep in the other bed and fight about it a lot. We went on a trip and had two rooms every time we traveled, or every like destination we went to, and it was fantastic. The girls had their own beds. The fighting was at a minimum. We didn't have to fight with them. We could be like, oh, you want to stay up late? We're on vacation. Go right ahead. I can close the door. 
I can still go to bed at the time that I want to. It was just so nice. And we have the money to do it. Let's get two rooms. So now that's one of our travel rules is we don't travel in one room anymore. Mm-hmm. Great. One one follow-up too. So we talked about what we're frugal with and then the fact that there's some things we're not frugal with and we're like, this is a splurge. We can now afford it. I think when you're in your 20s, say, whether you're, you know, you went to college and you're just out of college, it's really easy to be frugal and not to like have your lifestyle inflate. That's a great time to save, max out your 401k, like get the nest egg started. Because now we're unfortunately old. <laughs> we're, Speak for yourself, Doug. We're on the, you know, second 2000 weeks here. So, we have compound interest working for us and we're like, wow, we saved a lot. Like things are okay. We can get two hotel rooms or like get an Airbnb. So we were just in Georgia, get an Airbnb near the city center. So we don't have to drive anywhere because parking is always a pain in the butt and you don't know where to go. So you could just walk to most of the things you want to go to. And it's like splurges that we identified as like high value that'll eliminate a negative or, you know, just make us happier. Okay, our last question comes from my friend, and I'm not going to say his name because I'm going to say a couple other details about their life that are not on the outline. This person is pretty interesting, super smart. So he is a he is an engineer for Apple, so he makes good money, healthy income. And then, I didn't know this, but he's like, yeah, my, uh, my partner is an engineer for NVIDIA. Have, <gasps> you, have you been following the NVIDIA story? No, but I've heard about it. Yeah, it's... Uh, They've gone crazy. They do AI chips, uh, which do graphics cards, right? Yeah, yeah, GPUs, which do the matrix math, which is what you use to train AI. So I think I heard a rumor that they might be sold out for like five years of production. So that stock has just gone bonkers. So this guy is not hurting at all, but just because of that doesn't mean this question is less relevant. And his question is, uh, what do you do? And this is another short terse question, so I'm not sure where he was going with this, but he said, what would you do if you were living in a high cost of living area? And maybe had a similarly short answer. Move. I don't agree. And this goes back to what <laughs> Doug said. A house choice or where you live doesn't have to be a financial decision. If they really love living in the Bay Area where they live, it might be worth a premium to stay there. Yeah, you'd have to put together a a, mat- a decision matrix <laughs> and, and kind of figure it out. But yeah, there's a lot of factors that are involved in it. I would if I, I haven't been to the Bay Area in a while, but I was going to say the the press uh, <laughs> out of the Bay Area recently isn't that positive. So I'm not thinking I want to go visit in the short term. And I'm like, I don't think I would want to live there, but people live there and they like it, right? People live there. Uh, I'm assuming that they like it or they could move. Uh, So my, my first thought was high cost of living area. I think of as New York city, San Francisco, LA. If I'm living in one of those three areas and I'm, and I'm taking this question as, I'm on the path to financial independence. What would you do if you happen to be like, you want to be on the path to five, but you happen to live in a high cost of living area? Well, I would move because your housing 
is so expensive. Your food, your everything is so expensive in these areas. Is there a place that you could live that's less expensive? And Carl and I were having quite the debate the other day about this. And he said, well, some people really want to live in New York City because they have the the nightlife, the restaurants, the uh, the theater, the you know the musicals, the the everything that New York City has, and that is certainly a draw. But they also have airports, so you can go fly there and stay there and visit for a little bit, and then come back, and you're still like that trip might cost you one month's New York City rent, where you're living someplace else, and. You know, so I, I guess this question, I would need a little bit more context. So what is it, what issue are you trying to solve while living in this high cost of living area? Yeah, I think he was coming at it from a money perspective. And I, I've got one more thing to say about all this. And I think it depends on what personality type you have. Like I, it takes me, I'm an introvert. I don't like talking to people. It takes me a long time to build up community and friends and all that. It's a long-term effort. So if I was going to move, I'd have to rebuild all that. You know, it'd be a major effort. I'd probably be sad for a while. Uh, but if you're not like that, if you're one of the like politician types, you can go up to people, hey, how's it going? And talk to anyone. And a week later, you've got like 50 friends that you're having over f- for dinner. Maybe it's easier to move from San Francisco to Des Moines and still make the same money, but your cost of living is 25% of what it was before. Uh, but I was listening to a podcast and these people had moved from Seattle to like rural Washington. And they're like, yeah, we moved. We're both making the same amount. So we're saving all this money, but we're so unhappy because all, all our friends are back in Seattle. And now we never see them because they're three hours away and no one's going to drive out to see us and we don't want to drive back. I'm like, man, maybe you should reconsider and move back. Like uh, it doesn't always have to be about money. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You know, what is it that is positive in the high cost of living area? What is it that would be negative if you moved away? Now, that particular couple, if they're three hours away, they could literally go back to Seattle every weekend, rent an Airbnb every weekend and pay less in travel costs than they were paying in their mortgage. I know Seattle real estate has gone up significantly in the last 10 or 15 years. So, you know, if you're renting an Airbnb for a hundred dollars a night every weekend, that's still going to be less than living there full time, or every other weekend. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds tedious to me, and you don't have the random interactions where a neighbor spontaneously invites you over for dinner and all that. It would seem like it would be forced at that point. I I'm not well, a fan it does of- seem forced, but I mean, moving is a big decision, and I was very blasé about it. I have moved a lot in my life, but if you're, you know, what is the reasoning that you are questioning your high cost of living location, um, and see, you know, what can you get out of it? Another thing you could do is keep the house, rent it out if it makes sense financially. Not every house makes for a good rental. But rent it out, move someplace else for a few years while you are saving money, especially if the rental will cover the cost or almost all of the cost of the mortgage that you have. And then you have a lower cost of living for a while. You can save up a lot of money and then move back to your old house. There's a lot of options. It doesn't have to be, you know, black and white. Do we know the age of this person? They seem like... uh 
Yeah, the couple who moved from Seattle or my friend? Your friend. Uh, he is probably a decade younger than us, kids. Okay. Maybe late 30s. Okay, gotcha. Just curious. Okay. You know, that, that could come into play a little bit depending on where someone is in their career. If they've had enough of like working at a, a big tech company, you know, potentially moving, they wouldn't have the same salary probably, right? But they could move to a lower cost of living place. I don't know, I'm just going to make it up like Kansas City, uh, maybe somewhere in the Midwest, the Southeast, a lot of people like Atlanta. So the salary would be a little bit less, but the cost of living would be much cheaper and you know, food, everything would be a lot cheaper. So that could be an option. Not sure. All right. What else do we have, Carl? Yeah, I think that's it. Before we end today, uh, we have two more pieces of business. The first one is if you would like to support the show, uh, we have our, well, what is it? Buy me a pumpkin spice. Is that it? <laughs> buy me a coffee. I don't like either of those things. I don't like pumpkins and I don't like- Buy Doug a coffee. coffee. Yeah, buy Doug a coffee. Buy me a Tesla. Uh, it's asking too much. Yeah. We, we have it set to, it's buymeacoffee.com. We'll put a link. But the thing is, we have it set to uh, buy us a beer, right? So yeah. can, that's a setting that you can change. Not a pumpkin spice beer, though. Or you for you, you can have the pumpkin yeah. spice one. Those are okay. There, there's some good ones out there. And you just don't like the spice flavor, right? So you're out. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to try it. I will experiment. But. Okay. Yeah. And you're all right with the beers, right? There's some cool, like, dark beers with pumpkin spice. I haven't had a dark beer pumpkin spice beer but i would be down to try it mm. yeah i think there's some porters and such Ooh, yes so, yeah so that that's one thing we'll link up to it and the thing is you get extra content so we're carl and i are writing a book we're doing updates there and you could check those out so i just i just gotta mention that so it's not just uh just a black hole of donations you get extra content over there yeah and sometimes we meet with our the people who have helped us out too. We have one next week, actually a couple coming into town who we're going to talk to. And the other thing I want to mention is we have our new feature, the question for the audience. And this time I'm actually going to throw out two of them. The first one is, are you on team pumpkin spice or do you, do you hate it? Remember there's only one right answer and that's the latter. Uh, the second one, the real question is, are high mortgage rates preventing you from moving or buying a home. Uh, you can answer these. You can leave a comment on our YouTube channel. You could uh, send us an email. Doug, do you remember what our emails are? Doug at milehighfi.com and Carl at milehighfi.com. Great. Do we have a, if they send it to Mindy at milehighfi.com, will that go somewhere or will that just go into the? It'll, yeah, it'll just go okay. away. Okay. Yeah. So, so don't do that. Or you could also leave a comment on our Facebook group. We will put links to all of this in the show notes. Cool. And where can people find you, Mindy? I am at Mindy at BiggerPockets.com. You can email me there. If you don't get an answer back from me right away, email me again. I'm terrible with email. I'm also in the Facebook group, the Mile High Five Facebook group, and the Bigger Pockets Money Facebook group. Now, is your Facebook group Mile High Five? Is it like slash Mile High Five? Yes. Okay. So that would be facebook.com slash groups slash mile high fi. Yes. See how easy it is to just mention it right on the show? Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Fi podcast and I'm Doug Cunnington, the Balder host and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. 
If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in in person. So the virtual kind is pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using. And that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week. So on the podcast today, I have my wife, Mindy, who is more well-known for being on the Bigger Pockets Money podcast, probably a hundred times as well-known. And that one's a little bit different than ours because on ours, we're crude much of the time, right, Doug? Uh, yeah. We get a lot of reviews on iTunes or Apple Podcasts complaining about that. Did you know that? Yeah, I think we read some of them and I've seen a couple too. I wish you all wouldn't cuss, but we have to set ourselves apart somehow. We can't be like, we're probably the only FI podcast where you can hear F-bombs too. But we also talk about asparagus and Mindy, have you ever talked about asparagus on one of your shows? I don't think once in all the 400 and whatever episodes we've ever talked about asparagus or the aftermath of eating asparagus. Okay. It Which I be- know frequently pops up on your show. Yeah, I had asparagus last night. I grilled s- it. I saw oh it on your God. Instagram. It looked great. Thanks. Yeah, it really, the asparagus is a metaphor, you know? It no, seems- please explain this <laughs> metaphor to me. So, Carl, you explain it best. What, what's the metaphor? I don't know, Doug. <laughs> when, when, when I came in today, though, <laughs> I wasn't going to go here and mention it, but was that an asparagus stock in your pocket or were you happy to see me? Or both? Actually, both. Yeah, both. (laughs) It's good pocket portable food. But Mindy, you cannot swear on BP money, but you can swear on Mile High Five. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with that. Carl, I can't believe you asked me that on this podcast. People are going to hear this and they're going to be like, wow, Mindy has a hard time without swearing. you. (laughs) That's good. We could we could hire you. You could be on this one. What do you pay? If you want to, um, we pay in goodwill and maybe asparagus. Asparagus, yeah, we got. Yeah, some okay. I don't like asparagus, and can I pay my bills with goodwill? No. I'll stay with mine. Thanks. That's a good sound check. Perfect. <laughs>